Hey everybody, good afternoon. How are you? I hope so far you are having just a terrific, terrific day. Thank you so much for the download and thank you so much for following me. I absolutely appreciate it. Thank you so very much. If this is your first time catching this iPod, my name is, I'm sorry, catching this podcast. My name is Diane Lubrin. I'm an author. I am here to remind women who are, who were, and who have the potential to find themselves in domestic abuse. I am here to shed light on domestic abuse and the ones who have gotten out and are having a hard time and the ones who think there is no light at the end of this tunnel. I am just here to let them know there is life, there is love, and there is a laughter after domestic abuse. And I want you to take your power back. I want you to snatch it out of the hand of the person that tried to destroy you, that tried to annihilate you, that tried to totally make you believe that you are not the greatness that God have called you to be. When it comes to domestic violence, it is not a sexy topic, and I use the word sexy because it doesn't have all the lights and the bells and whistles. It's not telling you how to make money. It, it doesn't have all the opulence. It doesn't have all the colors and the fluff and the fun and uh, the fragrance and everything. Domestic violence is a very dark place. There's nothing good about it. It doesn't bring the good out of anyone except the abusers. So I want to talk about it because there are too many women who are suffering in silence and sad to say not just women who are suffering in silence but there are also men who are suffering in silence. So if you are not following me here, would you please go ahead and do so? So the next time I come on, you can uh, be ready. And also you can follow me on Author Diane Lubre. And if you'd like to know more about me, you can do so by simply going to lubrebooks.com. And while you're there, please feel free to purchase any of my books. As always, I'm grateful and in advance, thank you so very, very much. I came on, I think, what, only once last week because I was trying to do some things and in doing so, I learned a difficult lesson. I mean, I, I, I don't want to say I learned but I will just say I had to retake the course, okay? Because God have made me to be someone who loves very deep. So when I'm hurt, I'm hurt just as deep. And God has given me the heart to 
forgive people, you know, that, that I love. And that was one of the hardest things to do was to forgive myself after I finally got the strength to come out of the abusive relationship I was in with my ex-husband from 1997 and our divorce was not finalized until April of 2011. So throughout all this time, I was still loving him, but I wasn't loving me. And I think when I got out of that, that's when I came to the point of unforgiveness because that's when I was able to see and I could not believe nor understand how I allowed that to happen to me. But in all that, I still realize that God has given me a tender heart. And what I mean by a tender heart, if you know the right things to say, if you know the right verbiage to use or the right action to portray in front of me, it's very easy to tug on the strings of my heart. It's very easy to get my attention. And because of that, people take advantage of you. And because of that, we tend to look over a lot of things, a lot of things people have done to you. I'm pretty sure even now you can think back and say, you know what, I do remember, you know, somebody doing that to me. And we all have that happen to us once or twice in our lives. And because people know our hearts and because people know how we feel towards them, they they tend to take advantage of us because they think you and I, we will always be there. And it's a harsh reality when we have to prove to them, no, I'm tired of the abuse. I'm tired of you taking advantage of me. I'm tired of being your afterthought. I'm tired of being your trash can. You only know me when it's time to vent and when it's time for you to just dump all these things into my spirit. But I I learned a lesson. Or like I say, I retook the course. I had to go around that mountain. <laughs> I had to go around that mountain this uh last uh last week. And it is so true. Sometimes friends and family can be your very worst enemy. Friends and family can be the ones that will wish you bad when you can find a stranger and talk to a stranger and a stranger would be a little more sympathetic, a little more understanding of who you are and what you're going through. There was this business venture I wanted to dabble in and I wanted to just kind of get some information and try to make a decision. Would I like to be a part of it? And a, 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 fr a so-called friend is what I'm going to call that person because that action definitely proved to me that there is no way I can use her and the word friendship in the same sentence and that that's really sad within itself right because us we who are in the church right we strive on you know loving our neighbors as ourselves and when you tell me because even the bible talks about that you know when you tell me you love god who you don't see who you can't see 
but here I am. You can see me. You can hear me. You can touch me. You know, I'm in your presence. How can you love God who you never saw? You know, but here I am and you don't love me. Your lips are saying one thing, but your heart is far from me. So I was trying to just kind of get some advice from the venture and every comment, every word she tried to articulate to me was a put down. It was a discouragement to the point where I allow my spirit to be so open that it made me physically sick. I mean, physically sick. I thought I was about to have a stroke. My head was pounding. I can feel like the heartbeat, my heartbeat in my eyes. When I tell you that person found every negative reason to not have me or another friend because it was the three of us on the phone and she did all she can to the point where she actually laughed in our face and I thought that was such a disrespect and I thought oh my god how can someone who say, that's my friend, how, how can someone say, oh my, I, I love her, I know her, but rather than uplifting, they are the ones who are trying to rip the carpet out from under our feet. Now here it is, we all want to be successful, we all want to make money, because we all have you know, a family, you know, some have children, some don't, siblings, some don't, parents, aunt, uncles, you know, we, we all have somebody in our lives that pushes us, that, that wants, that we want to do better, you know, not just for us, but for them. I have grandchildren. I, I want to live a lasting legacy for my grandkids, and if she's trying to do the same and he's trying to do the same, why would they come to us and try to tear us down? And I learn not everybody wants you and I to be on the same level that they are. Some people are so afraid of us that they much rather see us beneath them then you and I are on their level. It is a sign of fear because some people, they can look at you and I and they know that we are more qualified than them or they know the person that they are trying to portray. You and I, we have that naturally. Our personality. That is a gift from God. Our sense of humor, that is a gift from God. And the people that they associate with, they know if you and I were to get in the company of those people, then rather than us being in their shadow, then they will be in our shadow. So I was very hurt, but I learned a very important lesson. And one thing I never want to do 
is to ever make anybody feel less than. And as you guys know, if this is your first time catching this podcast, I am a product of not just sexual abuse, but domestic abuse as well. And one of the things that victims go through is always rejection. Domestic abuse puts you in a place of rejection. Sexual abuse puts you in a place of rejection. It warps the way you see yourself. It warps the the, the self-worth that you are supposed to have for yourself. It does a lot of things internally to you that people can't see. And that's why they're so quick to say, get over it, get over it, get over it. But if they've never been there, you can't just tell me, get over it. Now, let me say this. I'm not saying to let something that has happened to you when you were 5, 10 years old, 12, 13 years old, and here you are 40, 50, 60 years old, and you're still in the same place. That's not what I'm saying. By then, if we know the Lord, by then we should have already taken this to the Lord in prayer. If we uh, trust in the Lord, by then, you know, we should already know that by His stripes, I am healed and even though every now and then the enemy try to bring it back to our minds, we know that the blood of Jesus is who is in control of our mind. And we have the power to block some of the things that the enemy tried to put in our mind. We can cast down those imagination, which is what the Bible says. But it was very disturbing to me to see how people... <laughs> my daddy had a phrase and he would call people like that crabs in a bucket. And what that simply means, all the crabs in the buckets are jumping over one another and walking on top of one another, trying to get out, not realizing we're all in the bucket together. But hey, if you give me a boost and I come and I give you a boost and someone else come, guess what's going to happen? We all can get out of that bucket and have the freedom to do what we have been called to do. But when we have that mentality of crabs in a bucket, nobody goes anywhere quick. And the majority of the time, somebody gets trampled under, somebody gets killed. And as you know, if a crab dies, then that will cause all the other crabs to die because they release something and, and it just infects all the other crabs. So everybody dies. I say all that to tell you, believe in yourself. Believe in who you are and believe in what God have called you to do. Do not, do not, do not let anyone get in your spirit, get in your mind and make you think you don't have worth. And do not allow anyone to put a period where God puts a comma, or even where you put a comma. Because sometimes we have so much to do, and you say, you know what, I'm going to have to put this. You know, I'm not quitting this, but I'm just going to have to put you 
right here, right now. I'm going to have to put you right here, right now. We're not quitting. We're just saying, before I make a mess out of everything, I much rather concentrate and on, on two or three things. And when I get these things under control, then I can come back for the rest. So where you put a comma, don't let other people put a period either, because if you can handle it, God wouldn't have given it to you, right? Because remember the five talents, the two talents, and the one talent. He give every man according to what they can handle. So if you are a five-talent person and you say, you know what, hang on, let me work with these three so I can give these last two my utmost attention, then do that. But because you are only working on three, don't let folks make that your legacy, your life, and the end of you. People have a lot to say. But when it comes to action, <laughs> the action says very minimal. People can look you in the eye, shake your hand, and as they walk away, they pat you on the back or they give you a hug. And not realizing it's only when you reach back, they left a pitchfork in your back or they left a butcher knife in your back and it's sad when we can't trust people in our church <laughs> it's sad when you cannot trust people who say they have been called by god it is so sad see the thing is when we're in the world you know them folks ain't right because you was in there too and you know you weren't right and when we get together we know we're gonna about to do some things we're about to turn up because ain't none of us right right but when we come into the knowledge of the lord when we come into the church it's something different because we 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 quote the bible that all the old things have been passed away and behold all things have become brand new but is that true are we just quoting scriptures or are we actually living those scriptures? And I saw a different side of that person. And my heart, I can never hate her. I can never have any type of animosity in my heart towards her. But one thing I will tell you, I will never share anything with her again because I now see what her heart is towards me. I will never ask her any question. And she asked me a question. She said, well, what is it that you're trying to do? Why don't you send me an email and let me know what you're looking for? And I, y'all, and I send that. And to this day, it's been over a week. To this day, I have not gotten a response to the email a text, a call, a shout out, nothing. <laughs> I have gotten nothing, nothing, nothing. But you know what? I know better now. I can't take that personal. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I should have never taken it personally. You know, because I knew how she was back then. But again, again, again... When we are in Christ, we are a new creature. So I left the past in the past because there were some things I did. There were 
a particular way I was when I was in the world. And I'm pretty sure you would agree and say, yeah, when I was in the world, I used to turn up like that. But now we're no longer like that. Now we are in a different place. And sometimes we get in that place and we just expect everybody else to be in that place. And the truth of the matter is that's not true. Some people are saved and they remain the same. I know diet, that doesn't make sense. It's a contradiction. I get it. I hear you loud and clear. It's it's impossible to, to be saved and you remain the same. Totally agree. But some people, they're only saved so they can be in the conversation. That was deep, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. Some people are saved only because they want to be a part of the conversation, but their hearts have never been converted. And I think that's what I saw. And I think that's what bothered me to the point where I tell you, I, it literally made me sick. I mean, like for two days, I had this throbbing headache. I could not shake it. And uh, the day after she called again, and you would think she would, you know, it's like I have not done all the devastation that I need to do. I don't want her on my level, so I am going to do what I got to do to keep her down. And this is what I'm going to say. Oh, getting in this business is hard. Getting in this business is tedious. Getting in this business. Oh, and she even made the comment. Sometimes I she gets uh, aggravated and upset or whatever, and I'm like, wow. So she's like, are you there? I'm like, yep, I'm here. I'm here and I'm listening and I'm paying attention and I'm seeing and I'm seeing something in you that I thought was dead but apparently that's a lie because everything is still the same. And I had to talk to myself, Diane, don't let people discourage you. Diane, do not allow what somebody say or think think about you to change who you are to take you off the trajectory that you are on and have you aiming towards something that is nothing so I had to talk to myself and say come on back baby I had to put a hook in my own mouth like a catfish and I had to wheel me back in but I'm not gonna lie you guys that sucker really did sucker punch me. <laughs> it really did sucker punch me. And it really affected me. And one of the things I try to always be when I speak is to be very honest, you know, because some of you might have gone through that or is going through that or you may experience that and you may not respond to it like I responded to it because let's face it some of us you know we 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 are still in in the in the fiery furnace there's still some things that are being burnt off of us there's still some things that you know what I'm saying that are not all the way gone we still have a few barnacles left <laughs> we still have a few barnacles stuck to us and that we need the Lord to get out and get off of us. But don't let anybody make you feel that who you are and what you are is not good enough. 
who you are, what you are, where you came from, the color of your skin, the length of your hair, the size of your body that makes you different from them. And because of that, the life that they live and the opportunities that they have, you are not worth it because the truth is you are worth absolutely the best. The truth is there is greatness within you and tough people last, you know, life get tough. And if you're not tougher than life, you get left behind or you're just, I hate to say, just drop dead. And so many people cannot handle this life. And that's why so many people get on drugs to try to make life easier. And some people, they just check out because I just can't handle life anymore. Not ever realizing, you know what? I'm going to hang around today and I'm going to see what tomorrow is going to be. And they don't hold on till tomorrow. They just firmly give up. So I don't want you to give up. I want you to push even harder. When they tell you you can't say, oh, okay, okay, let me take this sip of water. <clears throat> let me clear my throat. Let me, let me, let me, let me get me a little refill and let me get to getting. But don't let anybody tell you you can't. The Bible tells us that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. We together can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So we need to block out the negativity and remember the things that God have said and is sticking with us and by us. Don't let anybody make you throw in the towels. No, honey, you've come too far. You fought for that place that you are now. You know, people who've gone through what you've gone through, they should have lost their mind. They should, they have checked out. They lost their minds, but you're still here. You've taken a licking and you are still ticking. You know why? Because God placed something inside of you called tenacity. Someone placed on Facebook today uh, what they are grateful for and they asked the question, what is it? that you are grateful for. And I said, I thank God and I am grateful for what God taught me. And that is to be tenacious through hell and high water. In the words of Bishop Jakes, with a rowboat, without a rowboat, with a canoe, without a canoe, with a paddle, without a paddle, come hell or high water, I refuse to give up. I refuse to throw in the towel and People are banking that you'll give up. They are looking at you and they say, I just know she's going to give up. I just know he's going to give up. And are you going to let them win? I don't know about you, but I like to see folks with eggs on their face. <laughs> I like to see people with eggs on their faces because when you say you can't oh okay then let me try to figure this out so that's where i am right now 
I'm still trying to figure some things out, but I thank God I did not give up because I'm not going to lie to you. I just was like, wow, somebody I really love. You mean to tell me you can't find anything positive to say to me? You know, when, when it's your turn, I celebrate you and I was happy for you. And now you can't do the same for your friends. My goodness, how how can this be? It's 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 hard sometimes to wrap our our minds around it because we don't have their hearts and they don't have our hearts. You can always tell the people who have a good heart towards God and his people because they're like God, they want to see the best for you. They want you to succeed. They want to see you overcome. But the ones who does not have the compassion that Jesus had when he saw the blind man and when Lazarus died and on the ten leopards or the woman, the woman with the issue of blood, when if we cannot have this kind of compassion towards one another, that's what happened. We begin to tear each other down. We begin to to, you know, look at them like inching up to me. And jealousy and envy begins to creep in. And oh, no, 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 no. It's like there's a certain standard in life. There's a certain platform. There's a certain level that we are blocked from. But they are. And I'm here to tell you, you keep going. You keep pushing. Reach for the stars. because Reach for the moon. Because if you miss, you will still land amongst the stars. Because you have greatness in you because you are someone that God looks down on and he smiles upon. You have something in you that God himself say, you know what? I'm going to put this in him and I'm going to put this in her because I need him and I need her to have this one thing. So don't let anybody throw a wet towel over your fire and smother you out. Don't let anybody shut you down. Don't let anybody turn you off. Honey, be like the blind man when they told him be quiet the bible said he shouted even louder jesus thou son of david have mercy on me honey you cry out until you get everything what god have for you don't let anybody be uh, uh, such a stumbling block in your way that you take your focus off the Lord and put it on them and you just come to not. Don't do that. Be who God have called you to be. Shine the way God have called you to shine. You know, you, you be the best you that you can ever be. And when you are the best you that you can ever be, that's how we say God is getting the glory out of our lives. That's how we say everything that have breath, praise ye the Lord. Because when you are at your best, you are becoming a billboard for who God is in your life. When you are at your best, you are saying to the world, hey, this is the Jesus I'm telling you about. If you will let him come in, I'm telling you, this is how he's going to make you shine. Not only do you have eternal life and you get to spend all eternity with him, but even now here on earth, you can live the best 
of life because he told us, hey, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He told us, I am a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And if you have Jesus on your side, you have the very best. And I am here to tell you, I am rooting for you as well. Though we may never meet, we may never be able to shake hand, but I love the people of God. And as long as you're working, baby, I tell you, go for it. I'm tapping you on the back even now. Keep pushing, keep digging, keep on the grind, and you just keep going until... You fully, fully enter your purpose and the manifestation of everything that God have placed in you becomes a reality. I want to thank you so very much for being here with me today. Please go ahead, tell someone about me. Don't forget to go to lubrandbooks.com. There you can purchase my books as well as subscribe so you can receive a free monthly newsletter as well as uh, emails that you know if I have anything coming out where I'm gonna be any new books whatever is going on you will know it before the rest of the world knows it because I think if you took the time out to subscribe then I should give you that respect and give you the opportunity to get in where you fit in first. Amen. Let the church say amen. Amen. <laughs> so also, uh, author Diane Lubrin on Facebook, follow me there as well. I would be, I will be so grateful and so appreciative to see when you come and follow. I hope to be with you guys very soon. Again, share this podcast. Please tell someone about me. And don't forget, one love, that is the agape love of God. And there is life, there is love, there is laughter after domestic abuse. Take your power back.